who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to the IGN UK podcast this week, brought to you by the number 218. Can you believe 218 episodes? Yeah, it felt, oh, it felt like it. What do you mean you've only been on about six of them, new kid? Piss off. <laughs> I've, been on, I've been on 120. Did you just make that up? Yeah, no, you're roughly keeping tally. No, no, roughly. I think the first one was like 80, 90, something really? like that. Yeah. Two yeah. years. Two and a bit years. That, by the way, if you're not watching Envision, is Daniel Kruper. Hello. Hello, Daniel Kruper. Alex Simmons is at the far end of the sofa. Hello. Hi. And I'm Stuart Reid. And yes, we're rocking the sofas this week in a, in a vague attempt to look a bit like breakfast telly. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, can I be Susanna Reid? I'm Bill Turnbull. Then. I thought you, uh, I think I thought you were Lorraine you that, Kelly. That makes you that, that really weird-faced, horse-faced uh, sportswoman. <laughs> or oh, the oh. really annoying sports chat that's on Saturdays. Uh, Where am I getting Saturdays. it? Is that can Chris? I not, Chris no, not no, Chris. What's his name? Mike can I not someone? be the LA correspondent? Who's that? Just that weird dude. Is LA short for language? No, isn't that... Ross somebody Ross or someone Ross, yeah, that's, like, that's, that's ITV it looks like he paints his hair with um, wood varnish he yeah, does doesn't he that's ITV so head yeah you're, amazing you're getting your channels mixed up so there you go anybody who doesn't watch any breakfast TV or indeed anybody outside of the UK will have no idea what we've just been talking about no. but you know that's the way we like it what's everybody what's everybody been up to this week <laughs> I don't know <laughs> having strokes <laughs> uh, me and Alex have played two absolutely massive video games so for a change we're actually going to speak about video games on Quite the podcast yeah, uh, that's gonna but f- that's coming later. That's going to afford the substance of the show. Exciting yeah. times. Uh, I, what about you, Stuart? I went to a film screening at the weekend mm-hmm. of a film that's already been out for You'll do a anything of for free screenings. Free you don't screenings. care how don't bad care. the film is. You this, though, was not a bad film. This is an exceptionally good film yeah. because it was Frozen, Disney's Frozen. But not yeah. only was it Disney's Frozen, it was Disney's Frozen in a sing-along version. That right. sounds horrendous. That sounds like something you would not like, Stuart. It's something I absolutely you're quite, love. You'd be quite grumpy, but you loved it. I loved it. It was really, really good fun. Everybody in the audience was singing along. 
uh, kind of interacting with the film and having fun and cheering and clapping. It sounds like all things you hate. By interacting with the film, you mean singing, yeah. singing along? No, or booing, they actually... booing when the baddies came oh, on. Really? Cheering. Sounds quite good. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really, really entertaining fun. This is like being and this, an, an American okay. But here's the thing, most of the kids there, really quiet, didn't do a thing. All the adults, it, loving it. Is it just your missus, Stu? To be fair, she did have a couple of glasses of complimentary champagne. Wasn't this <laughs> at like 10am in the morning? Most 10am's are in the morning. Yeah, that's true. Just saying. No, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay, that's fine. With, um, did that's you allowed. belt a few out? Yeah. Let it go. You should hear me sing Let It Go. Did you, at the end, did you show a bit of leg like she does? Yeah, just like Just that. let your hair down. Yeah, my walk changed and everything. It was amazing. <laughs> you became sassy. It was, I, do you know what? That's the third time I've seen Frozen and I cannot wait to see it again. See, that's the thing. This sing-along sounds all right if you've seen the film already. If yeah. it's oh, your yeah, first not, screening, no. no thanks. No. But like you g- sat next to me going, oh. But, no. but I do that every day in the office. Good. A bit of vibrato. But so it's been out, this, Frozen's been out for a while. Yeah. Um, but they're releasing this in cinemas, the single on they version. Are. It's so, out now. Oh, wow, cool. Well worth it, if you like, because you love Frozen, you listen to th- the soundtrack. I thought it was exceptional, yeah. It, almost every day. What's your take on it, Alex? I don't think I've I thought it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Oh, 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 I've got to ask you have, you, have you watched Gravity yet? No. Okay. <laughs> I've seen Wolf Wall Street, though. And? I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was amazing. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought the film itself... Actually, I, when, when the film finished, I thought, that was good. Mm. But it's really stuck with me. His which is a, a really good sign of a movie. Yeah. Um, like I've thought about it a lot. But yeah, I thought he was incredible. And mm. just the whole... The bit where they overdose on... Is it Ludes? Is that what they're yeah. called? Yeah. It's just, Quay Ludes. That's Ludes. hilarious. Amazing. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's probably the best bit of the film, isn't yeah. it? And all the naked I like the Father Ted gag with the car. Yeah. And he, he drives back, it's fine, and later on. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought... It wasn't quite what I was expecting. It's much more of a black comedy than mm, I thought totally, it was going to yeah. be. And I, I, I definitely think I'd like to start addressing The Office in the way that he does uh, every morning. The little now. mic. <laughs> motivation. Like strutting around and just watching you all, you know, well, doing, getting up to what they did. What, snorting loads of drugs and having sex? Yeah. Those, those halcyon days are behind us. Halcyon, yeah. I see what you did there. Let's carry on uh, with the news. And uh, news, first, news, news. first news this week is all about uh, one of them casual games. That's turned out not to be quite so casual it's because apparently loads compli- of people this is all happened in the last week. Yeah. yeah. Three weeks ago, four people in the universe had heard of Flappy Birds. Today, everybody, even my mum, probably knows what Flappy Bird is and she doesn't even have a phone. But she can't download it. No, well, actually, she's got an Android phone, so she could. Oh. But there you go. So it's Flappy Bird. Android then. Well, you can da- see the good thing about Android. I'll come to that in a minute. Oh, good oh, the good thing about me. Android. Yeah. yeah. Flappy, so Let's Flappy Bird is, 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 is it open source. Let's try Dong, and skip that it, when he gets around to it. Is it, it right? Dong Nguyen is the name of the guy yep. who, who so, released this game? Like yeah. yeah. Uh, Vietnamese chap. Poor bugger. Only making like $30,000 a day off this game. Well, he wasn't two weeks ago. <laughs> he was probably <laughs> making nothing. And then suddenly it exploded. Yeah. Not literally exploded. Yeah. Because he'd face a few lawsuits. Yeah. I but yeah, this game suddenly went stratospheric loads of people allegedly became addicted to it and apparently it's a turning playing. point in its popularity PewDiePie played it on a certain oh. day and then after that it kind of it went exponential right there you go PewDiePie and his 22 million followers mm-hmm. it's almost as many as this podcast yep mm-hmm. yeah 
So he's withdrawn the game, is the long and short of it. But there was also lots of kind of like outcry that it was ripping off assets from Mario Brothers, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, there's the whole green pipe business because quite yeah. a lot of the game is made up with these green and pipes. What's which his, do look very familiar. What's so. his take on it? He's, he, his explanation is that he thinks the game is a, an addictive. He, he created it as like a pastime, a way to yeah. lose a few minutes, but people are losing their lives to it. So it's he's, a force for evil. Yeah. So he's basically he's, he's nixed it. He said, no, enough is enough. He's very much. The Oppenheimer of app stores. There you go. There you go. Highbrow. It's very good, that. So there you go. Normally, we're just monobrow. <laughs> but the thing is, he's he has kind of managed to put it back in the bottle, whereas Oppenheimer really didn't, did he? Mm. The only thing, he got it from a bottle. <laughs> so, but, so the game was available, and yeah. now it's not. He's pulled it from all the app stores. He's probably still making a ton of money on ads being served. Yeah, because the, all, all the, the games all, that are out there. Of course. And there's, there's some handsets, phone handsets going on eBay for stupid amounts I, of money. I can't believe that's actually happening. Because surely, like, they're selling an iPhone. It's, it's the iPhone that's bringing in a lot of the money. Yeah, but it's, like, like thousands and thousands yeah. of pounds some stroke pro- dollars. Are some people actually, actually really addicted to it? I can't... Because surely they would just download one of these copycat games. Also, also here's the thing, right? If you're, if you're really addicted to it, it's already on your phone. You don't have to yeah. buy another phone off eBay. Mm. Well, that's, I was a bit, little bit late to the party. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll see what the fuss is. Yeah. Oh, it's gone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 did you download it? I didn't. I did. I just thought, oh, God. Oh, no, he's going to talk about homebrew. No, I'm not going to bother. But here's the thing, because with, with Android, you can download stuff that isn't necessarily in the app store. You could you download what... Oh, can you, Stuart? Yes. Can you now? Yes, you can. <laughs> Bet you can. Which allows for a lot more kind of homebrew stuff to be downloaded. We, we you know, just said we you know, weren't going to talk about homebrew. We know what it means. We know what it means. We know what you mean, Stuart. What do I mean? Well, naughty, no, go no, on. naughty oh, things. Like what? No, well, you know. So the other no, thing... I don't, I don't know, know what you're brewing in your shed. I'm not going to go... Is no all of these oh rubbish clones that have appeared to the point where Fallout Boy has done its own version of Flappy Bird? I, the, I think it's the best release for you, they've done for you. <laughs> it probably is. Well, what's the a, only what's one, a is Fallout it? Boy? <laughs> it's just something from a game, isn't it? It's like the little Pit Boy from Fallout Three. I don't oh, know. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but it's just make it end, make it stop. But people are just hungry for it. It's everywhere. It's on all of the kind it of mainstream um, news sites. Some of the highest trafficking features we've oh, done this I week. I can't believe how well about done. Flappy Birds. But isn't this all Luke's wetting be... himself that he wrote that story. <laughs> isn't it all going to be just forgotten in a week's time? Yeah, probably. Is it birds? It's something to do with birds. And, like, it's Tiny Wing, it's Angry Birds, it's Flappy Bird. Maybe There's a pattern it. here. Yeah. Or Maybe it's something that's ingrained it into our skulls. Yeah. That when Hunters. something bird is mentioned, we all go, oh. Yeah. Some ancient um, artifact of our evolution that we want to hunt birds. Deep. There you go. Next story. <laughs> Next story. Dogs. <laughs> Dogs have been contemplating. Oh, buy it. What? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Kick so, it. Uh, <laughs> uh, on the eve of the DLC for Last of Us being released, which is coming out tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on Valentine's Day. Uh, Happy Valentine's Dog. Day, by the way. I'm sure you can find something better to do on Valentine's Day than listen to this. We've got something special happening at the end of this show, haven't we? Just to celebrate Valentine's Day. What? We're doing a train. Oh, no, not again. (laughs) Alex and I are rifling. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, my God, what's the story? Yeah, Naughty Dog is contemplating a sequel for The Last of Us, which is no surprise, really, because it sold a bucket load. It's been nominated for countless awards. It won ITM. Yes, Yes. 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 Yes.
Um, so uh, Neil Druckmann, who is the uh, the chap who's in charge of Last of Us, said, you know, have been working on the game for four years. Thought once we finished, we'll have a bit of a break. But then they sat down, did some brainstorming, and actually came up with a bunch of stuff that they thought would make a really interesting sequel. Mm. So it's no real surprise, really. But it's I. The, we'll get out oh, this week is the Left Behind, which is the Last yeah. of Us DLC, yeah. and that's a self-contained like kind of two-hour story focusing on Ellie. Yeah. Um, that kind of makes sense, I think. Um, I think they were reluctant to even do that because they were worried about stretching out the narrative or yeah. undermining it. I imagine if they've come up with an idea, I'd like to think it wouldn't be about Joel and Ellie. No, that's I the think whole that's thing. the thing. There's a scope there to Completely do another story, different. different part of the world, even. Well, the world is really, really interesting, and that to me is like I'd quite like to spend more time in that. But as you say, yeah, not just kind of you know the US or whatever. You could do yeah. God. The, I, the but scope the thing is, is the world is interesting. But I think what makes the game is the, the, it's the emotional thread that goes through it. Yes. Yeah, and it's trying to find another one of those stories that isn't the father-daughter yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah. and finding something that works. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, sure isn't it? What makes that a great game, it, it is the story. It's not necessarily the gameplay, is it? Because the gameplay, if you strip away what that game is, mm. it's, it, there's nothing really new or original like, there, is it there? It reminds me a lot still playing, uh, it reminds me a lot of like Arkham Asylum, yeah. where you're taking people out stealthily, using the environment, flanking people. At the end, I did really enjoy it, but oh, it's not... Yeah. It's not you know, it's not revolutionary. There's some nice things in there, like yeah. the crafting, yeah. the automatic shiv. Like when you get pounced on by a clicker, you're automatically dead, like uh, yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. So there's clever things in there, but like you say, it's it that's, a, that's one aspect of it. But there are also moments in that game where it's genuinely terrifying when you kind of go into a new area and you hear all the noise and you know that you've got to get from point A to point B, but there are, I don't know, half a dozen clickers yeah. between you and that that you know when when you alert one of them sneaking, it's, yeah. it's like the like in left for dead when you, you kind of alert the witch and you just think oh shit yeah something bad is going to go down yeah. so and that you know i think that's part of its charm is you know i haven't really kind of played a game that's been that kind of tense for a long time i think part of me kind of wants that team to you know you've got naughty dog split into these two teams one of them is doing the bankable franchise like the giant which is uncharted they're working on uncharted 4 for ps4 let the other team maybe be the experimental team. Yep, yep. It worked out for them with Last of Us, like mm-hmm. beyond their wildest dreams. Yeah, but that's that's. But the then you want to then chain them to the Last of Us world kind of cycle. But the, but the thing is, you know, you put yourself as the head of that studio. You could now have two very bankable franchises, or you could have one bankable and then one that you know you invest four years in and. Last of Us works out, but it might not. It's have the done. difficulty. It's, it's the amount of time it takes to make a game of that yeah. quality. Yeah. If, it, if you know, if we use parallels with Hollywood, are drawn all the time with video games, and some rightly, some wrongly. But you probably you can t- you can turn around a Hollywood film in a year. Yeah, easily you can do it. And, and whereas video games like it's Naughty hard. Dog you have to do all four years. about high polish. That's yeah. what they do. Mm. Very very high production games. So how do we think it's going to fare against GTA Five and the Baftas? I think Last of Us has a lot of momentum, but GTA is British. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. They've got a British award in there this year. I actually think the revamped BAFTAs look quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's much more in line with what they're doing on the movie side, which it yeah, should be. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so the last story is we're going to the world of TV. Um, Gotham is ploughing ahead quite rapidly. It's get really building momentum, and they've cast the young Jim Gordon. Do you know who he is? 
Well, I read his name. I had no idea who he was. Um, he's called Ben McKenzie. He's an American TV series called um, Southland, which I've never seen. But people maybe of my age would know him as Ryan from The O.C., Right. Which I never watched, but it was like a big thing when I first went to uni and there right. was at college, like everyone watched the OC. And he is Jim Gordon. But you also, I was reading some stuff, apparently he voiced Batman in the animated movie of yeah, Batman Year One. So yeah, so he is, uh, a he has a connection of sorts. But what do you think about this whole stuff as like being a Batman fan doing the Gotham? Are you going to watch it? Are you a bit worried it's going to be a bit naff? Oh, I got told off last week for using the word naff. Why? The word naff is just terrible. Why? Those people in comments went crazy at it on YouTube. Really? Yeah, I don't know whether it's a British, too British a word. Or okay. Because um, there are a lot of comic books that focus around like uh, Gotham PD and don't really have much Batman in. But really, I want Batman in my Batman. <laughs> Quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, otherwise, it's just man. And yeah, and, and and Batman in this is going to be he's going to be. Like a young Bruce a, ch- a child, mate. I don't I can't remember what age they said. Maybe they've confirmed Before it. Before or be, after the murder of his parents? It's going to be after. And okay. So they've cast um, British actor Sean Pertwee, who you might have oh, seen yeah. in Equilibrium and Dog Soldiers as Alfred. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's going to be very protective of the young Bruce Wayne because his parents have just died. Mm. And it's very much that Alfred is ex-SAS Marine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SAS yep. Marine. And he's like real badass. Right. So I imagine he's going to get involved in the action quite frequently yeah. and they've also cast um, some of the villains this guy called Robin Lord Taylor who will be playing Oswald Cobblepot aka the penguin, penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, he does look like he does, well he looks like a pale fish so <laughs> kind of appropriate I think that says it says that on his IMDB profile doesn't it it's like a, looks yeah. of a pale and fish and he was he's, I think he was briefly in The Walking Dead but I don't really recognise him um, yeah so I don't know. So the other thing is, uh, I've only seen a couple of episodes, but I quite enjoyed Mar- uh, Marvel Agents of Shield. Yeah, is, is, even though is there it, are no big kind of superheroes. It's in quite, there. it's quite light fare, and I think there's been a lot of criticism for like, of it because it is that structure. Uh, it comes down to how good the writing is, as yeah, always. Yeah. Buffy, Buffy did the kind of monster of the week formula quite a lot, but because the monsters and the plots and the characters were so wittily written, yeah. It didn't. It, it was fine. It was yeah. quite amusing to get another monster every week. But if the writing sags, it's like, oh, this is so clunky doing a monster of the week. Yeah, and that's what happened with something like Smallville. It happened for periods of the X Files mm. as well. Yeah, because yeah, there were some, and that's what Gotham could be. It's like that were amazing. Yeah, but yeah, God, yeah. I'd like to go back and watch X Files actually. So yeah, again, I think for the time being, jury's a bit out, but I'm intrigued. I'm definitely going to watch the first season. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. As always, let us know what you think of casting news like this, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. So a couple of big games out this week then, or, or well, not out this week, but you've been playing a couple of big games that are out soon. Well, Titanfall, the beta does go live this weekend. Fingers crossed. On so, Valentine's. No, it's not on Valentine's. It was well, originally. It, it's, it starts on Valentine's Day, but people will be let, uh, will find out whether they've got an invite over the course of like the next three, four days, whatever. Mm-hmm. I haven't had my email yet. So what should we do first, Titanfall or Evolve? Which you want to talk about first? Let's talk about Timefall okay. first, because that's, that's coming sooner. So Alex and I played it for three hours the other week, and um, yeah. I, again, like I was saying with Wolf Wall Street at the time, I thought, this is good, this is good. But then the more I looked through all the footage, because we cut a load of video from it, mm. the more I just thought, I really, really want to play this. Because we played it at Gamescom last year, and I think pretty much any, everyone from IGN who was there and played it kind of raved about it. And yeah. like, this is 
amazing and obviously there's hyperbole and it's hard to like really have an accurate opinion based on 50 minutes yeah when 50 minutes is such a kind of adrenaline shot yeah it kind of skews skews your overall opinion but playing it for three hours it was it seemed quite familiar in some ways like there was a lot of stuff in there that's familiar to call of duty yeah but i think they've added so much that it makes it for me the way they've tailored the experience more compelling for someone like me who's not that interested in yeah. call of duty yeah. or huge battle um battlefield yeah kind of situations because even though i'm not bad at call of duty i'm like i'm pr- okay like i'm decent enough if i play online i just feel so completely out of it yeah i feel like i'm not really contributing i really don't affect whether we win or lose yeah whereas Titanfall being 6v6 yeah I always feel like I'm doing something yeah exactly you're much more part of a team and and I think also because uh, we were talking about a video yesterday you've got you're running around as a pilot but then you can also use your Titan as an AI backup mm. you effectively can be two people at times yeah. and you know it's really smart you're like almost like done. buddies aren't you yeah because a lot of people are like oh 6v6 aren't levels going to be really empty but each team also has kind of bots assigned to them. They get grunts and things called spectres, which are a little bit more tough, um, harder to kill. Yeah. So it kind of fleshes out the teams. So even if you're running around and it's hard to take down, if I was trying to take down you, yeah. I can maybe help my team by taking out five grunts. Yeah. So I still feel like I'm contributing. Yeah. So the levels definitely don't feel empty. Yeah. Um, though we did have a few problems. Like I think you and I both found kind of free running parkour stuff a bit tricky to get to grips with because i so i wonder whether because that is a new element to the game obviously you've you've done it in things like um mirror's edge or um assassin's creed but i instantly fell back into kind of playing it like call of duty yeah well i mean Um, some of the footage i saw you guys playing i mean obviously i saw you doing the the, the kind of wall running stuff in the in the the training stage but but when i was when i was actually watching you in battle it didn't seem as if you had to use that much yeah i think partly i didn't want to like experiment while we were playing because i thought i'd just get shot like if i if i was mucking up i would just be like make myself a target Mm. make myself very vulnerable yeah but also, I don't really know the map, so I don't know where like there's a good kind of. I think it's it's one of those things that will come with time, mm. and like when the beta goes live, and because because we only had three hours with the game, and we also had very specific stuff that we wanted a video capture, blah blah blah. Um, we we kind of went through the game quite methodically, and also we had guys from EA and Respawn saying, "Now play this, now play that." Right. It wasn't Moving kind on, of, yeah. it wasn't like a, a free play. Yeah. So you know, when it's my own time and I can kind of sit there and experiment. Also, like the thing I liked about it is that you leveled up at quite a decent pace, so you unlocked unlocking good loads stuff of new stuff quickly. Mm. And there's, um, um, yeah, and there's something that this. When you start getting into it, all the mods, all the kind of kit you can equip, kit is like, yeah. it's basically perks, to use Call of Duty terminology. And then there's these things called burn cards, which are like one single use um, attribute yeah. boosts. You start getting into a world of like mind-boggling combinations yeah. of loadouts. Like and incredibly complex. Like, Considering there's, mm-hmm. in the beta, there's one Titan and initially three different choices of, of pilot and then you unlock more as it goes on. There is a staggering amount of like detail in there, so you know I'm looking forward to seeing the final game. A to see what else that brings to it, uh, but also B to see obviously that the whole thing is talking about um, making multiplayer more single player focused. Really, yeah, I, just um, want to play- I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, this I, is I, purely I, multiplayer right. the beta. I really like being a pilot, and what kind of emphasised for me how well balanced it was. The Almost the Titan isn't like another, it's not like you level up 
and then you get the Titan and yes, I'm in my Titan and I'm yeah. going to kick ass. It's the Titan is like, you are always the pilot. Yeah. The Titan is your most powerful weapon mm. and you have to choose the right moment to use it. And if you use it badly yeah. or too soon or in the wrong situation, you'll lose it. You'll yeah. destroy it. You'll, you'll bring about its it, death and you'll yeah. waste it. And it's like, I think that's a really interesting tactical element to it. And as a pilot, you can take down one of the Titans. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. And, Two and things I, I loved yesterday, actually, when I was going through the footage. The sound effect of the Titan coming down to yeah. land. Is yes. just, so is, it's a beautiful moment. When really you, amazing. When, when, if you play it with headphones and you have the woman who's like obviously up in... In um, around the orbit, yeah. and she goes um, like prepare for time for you. Like yes, he's, <laughs> he's is, coming. He's coming. It's kind of like breaking through the sound barrier. Yes. The noise, yeah, yeah. It sounds incredible. <laughs> and the and the other thing I loved was you tightened up, punching the crap out of another Titan. Yeah. That yeah. was hilarious to yeah. watch. That yeah. There's there's one bit. I don't know if you know it was me, but we were playing last Titan standing where everyone started off in Titans. You can uh, come for me, punching me. I came yeah, for no, you, no, and yeah, I got yeah, right yeah. in your face. Yeah. And I just wouldn't let you leave. <laughs> yeah. I got so close. I don't think you were able to reload or anything. Yeah. So the I didn't do the Titanfall. Sorry, the Titan training <laughs> at all. So I was actually pretty rubbish in a Titan suit, and I did all the things that you just said you shouldn't do. Yeah. Like calling it too early playing it like it was just an extension of the pilot. I didn't use my dash effectively, so I'd just get rocketed in the face. Yeah. So now I But when you're I all in Titans, it's like, this is what, you know, because I was a huge Transformers fan as a kid, you're like, this is what Transformers yeah. should be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So there's another game out this week involving very large things against very small things. Not, Not out, out this week. week. <laughs> <laughs> Not out until much, much later this year. However, but it is something you've had your hands on. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Evolve. Evolve, yeah. Brand new game from the creators of Left 4 Dead, a studio called Turtle Rock. And this kind of came out of nowhere. We first heard about it just at the beginning of the year. Yeah, Game, it's on Informer, game Informer, Informer, kind of, one yeah. of the big reveals. And it's it's brilliant. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of a little bit really obsessed by it. And the comments on IGN, like, same for Titanfall, we've got loads of video content if you want to see what these games look like. And the comments have been really positive. It's kind of like Jurassic Park in space in the future... You play with a bit of predator. With a bit of predator. Yeah. So you play it's four v one. You play as four, um, one of four planet tamers, people who are sent into a planet to like fight off these big monsters from attacking um, settlers. Settlers. And um, you play. Do I go for the characters? Or yeah. So you've got uh, Griffin, who's the um, the trapper. So he's the kind of guy that leads point because what happens is you drop ship down onto the planet. Uh, whoever's playing as the monster has got a 10-second head start. They run off into the jungle, and their job as the monster is to basically evolve. You start off at level one. You're pretty weedy. If the um, if you get trapped by the hunters at that point, you could easily become dead meat very quickly. So as the monster, you've got to run off, hide, eat the local uh, wildlife, and then evolve until you're like super badass. So, yeah, as the trapper, you've got to find out where the monster is using like sound spikes that emit sonar, uh, looking, for clues, looking for clues, like, like you know, birds being kind of scattered. Uh-huh. If, if that happens, you know that the monster's run so through So you've got to really like, communicate a lot early yeah. on, like, oh, what's that over there? Let's go in this direction. Because if you all split up, you're going to be dead instantly yeah. if you're on your own. You need to stay together as a team. Yeah, it is the very definition of a, a co-op game, kind of like Left 4 Dead was. But the, the, the roles are way, way more defined. Um, yeah, so then you've also got a medic who, like, when in the middle of the battle, their job is primarily to kind of obviously use their med gun to keep the other people alive, their teammates alive. But she's also got uh, an anti-material gun which she fires into the 
the beast and that basically wears away its armor to give weak spots. Like so fishers, yeah. yeah. So the heavy duty guys can then, you know, you've got, uh, is it Markov? Is Markov. Heavy duty guy, he's got like a, a, a laser, uh, no, sorry, a lightning gun that deals heavy damage, but it's only up close. And then also support is Hank. Mm. And he's got like a laser cutter, but again, he provides like shield protection for the team. So, so it all, really is working together. All, yeah, yeah. So if you're a team, to take down the monster, none of you, you couldn't really do it individually because no. the uh, monster has a lot of health and a lot of armor. Um, you need to imagine like Griffin and Hank, um, Griffin and Markov being really up close in its face, and then the other characters kind of like circling further out. See so what you've got is this kind of weird bullfight. Yeah. Everyone's circling around the monster and trying to keep it in one place to take it down. But you can also play as the monster, which is yeah. very different. Yeah. Um, you start off and you need to run away. You've got like a 10 second head start. And then the level was really, it was huge, really well designed. And you run away. Now there's lots of indigenous life forms from like little docile creatures that kind of flock like deer. And then there's big creatures like um, these huge kind of gorilla sloth things so as a monster you need to go around killing creatures and eating them if you kill a bigger creature it might take longer make more noise um, leave yourself open for attack but when you eat you fill up um, like an evolution meter when you fully fill that up you can evolve to the next stage and you become way more badass mm. you can equip more abilities yep. so by the end you've got a much stronger thicker armor yep. and you can throw rocks you can breathe fire yep. you can um, slam the ground and you can charge yeah now, they've only revealed one monster, but in the game there's going to be lots more and there's going to be different kind of environments. So I imagine yeah. there might be like a snow monster yeah. or a desert monster. And also, I was reading Game Inform and apparently uh, there is something in there that says, um, obviously we've seen the four characters for the hunters, but there's going to be more characters. I don't know whether the classes oh, so are going to change or whether the weapons are going to be changed. I would, I was there's just, more than yeah, just the four, though. Right. I, well, I suspect there might be multiple trappers and then maybe for DLC they'll add a new class yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, there might be more than... Like, we only saw the creature evolve to level three. Yeah. But there probably will be more evolutions. So you'd, you'd imagine yeah. if it evolved to level 10. Yeah. God, it might get huge. But that's the thing. Like, even at... Um, even at level three, like really hard to take down. And, and to your point where you've got to look after everybody else in your team, yeah. as soon as one member of your team goes down, it makes a massive difference. Mm. And you, you notice and that then that you need to like run away. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting because the matches last, if you play all the way to like the end game that's in there, it's probably like 20 minutes, but unlike Call of Duty or something where it's just like rinse and repeat, same thing for like 20 minutes or 10 minutes, whatever. The dynamic changes. It's like a full kind of like more like a sports game where it ebbs and flows. Yeah. So initially you're hunting it. As it power levels up, it's hunting you. And the dynamic's always changing. So it's 20 minutes, but it kind of, it's always, yeah. I'm not going to say evolving. Yeah, but it is like the first part is you attacking as the hunters. And then if it does reach level three, you're on the defence, completely yeah. changing it. So, so it was so much just fun. Just a completely different kind of experience that I haven't played for a I long thought, time. I thought so. it looked gorgeous as well. Like it's yeah. only next gen and PC, and they've been able to create a very like lush world, mm. like the foliage, yeah, the textures. It all looks really detailed. Yeah, and it's you know it's worth pointing out that this game's not coming out for at least another you know six to nine months. So you a lot know, of polishing, not, <coughs> a lot of polishing. You know, you know, it was a little bit ropey around the edges. The thing that we play, but it's still yeah, great. The really, really cinematics good. not finished. Yeah. Be interesting to see, like again, like Titanfall. What is the narrative here? I don't think yeah. it needs one. Like, I, I, I would rather it was this really awesome co-op multiplayer experience, yeah. ra rather than feeling they had to divert resource and like graft on 
a story mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they could easily construct a story mode like Left 4 Dead where you kind of have to like do three maps and that's it. And each map, the monster gets bigger. Yeah. And it's almost like just like a mini campaign. Yeah. That's fine. I, yeah. I'd rather that than yeah, fudging well, it. Because well, I didn't even, like, I, I literally sat down and started playing it without no kind of presentation or background. And it was only afterwards that I spoke to you that, you know, these guys are planet tamers. Like, no idea. You mentioned that yeah, the, I'm the, pretty the sure monster like, is an alien yeah, as well. He's not even an indigenous life form. Okay. Yeah, so like, we don't know how that kind so of So do they have an agenda, as yeah. it were? Yeah. Um, but, you know, as I say, you know, a combination of Predator, Jurassic Park, etc. That's a winner, as far as I'm concerned. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. We've had a bit of podcast feedback about this, actually, kind of tying this in from Thomas Barlow, who says, of the currently announced next-gen games, which are the three you're most looking forward to? For me, I'd have to say Titanfall, Destiny, and Quantum Break. That's interesting. Not really seen much on Quantum no, Break no. at all. Yeah, intrigued Quant- by the concept uh, in- again, but need What's to know more. Break? It's th- it's from um, a finished developer called Remedy, and it's kind of the Xbox One's hybrid of um, game and TV show. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I don't know how it alternate back and forth, but, but it was kind of E three last year, mm. but not much else has kind of been shown on it. So yeah, well, definitely Evolve is is in there uh, for me. I'm I'm hugely excited, excited about that now. Um, I definitely want to see what's hap- going to happen with Uncharted because I'm hoping that they'll have learnt some lessons from uh, Last of Us. And you know, yeah. while Uncharted Three was good, it wasn't the kind of blockbuster game that I wanted it to be. No, it was it it, it, it was a, it was kind of a retread of Uncharted Two. It became it? a little bit by the numbers. That's, yeah, that's what I think. Uncharted needs to really kind of um, not be a soft reboot. I don't think it needs that, but really change the blueprint, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. do something unexpected. Because yeah. you know it's going to look absolutely it's look gorgeous. Amazing. <laughs> but I just don't feel the need to run away from it. a crumbling edifice anymore. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like you're hanging on a ladder above something that's burning. Yeah, like, yeah I've kind of done that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, just seeing something new. But so of the stuff I've actually seen and played, probably Evolve is kind of up there. Titanfall, yeah, we know. But that is it's not reinventing the yeah. world. It's and just I think the world of Evolve... And the design, like, the world is more intriguing. Yeah. Because Titanfall, the only thing I'd probably say against it is the levels. I just find that the kind of futuristic world <coughs> a bit bland. Yeah. Like, the titles themselves are cool, but mm. the world, the levels, just don't really... It's just, another, again, it's another crumbling world yeah. that's been destroyed. Whereas but of again, all we've this really, seen this, like, two, Pandora-style two planet to explore... It's really interesting. Yeah, there was definitely like a, a whiff of uh, Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, because yeah, there is that kind of bioluminescence. Like yeah. everything, just the animals glowing, plants yeah. glowing. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's going to take another nine months because they've got to be careful that, that they can't Nobody's be sued. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they're going to do three back to back. Who knows? I hope not. Next What's happened to Avatar too? It is still happening, isn't it? They're oh, shooting in it, New Zealand. Yeah, aren't there right. like six of them happening? Or something? Oh, who knows? I actually don't mind Avatar. No. Feedback. Anyway, feedback. we've got some more feedback, I believe. Yes. Next bit of feedback is from Michael. Um, I've seen a lot of nerd rage about in-game purchases this week, mainly in relation to the new Dungeon Keeper game on iOS. I don't really understand what the issue is and why the game has got all this grief. Um, was it the straw that brought the camels back? Is it because the upper limit is quite high? It's no different than someone expending £30 twice if they want. Is this the Dungeon Keeper game that was released like yeah. a billion years ago on the old on the yeah. old? Uh, yeah, it's the yeah. Bullfrog. Bullfrog? I, it was, yeah. yeah. So I think that's part of the problem right there is Morning. that it's got 
uh, a lot of love Pedigree, from it? people yeah. who played it a long time I used ago. To, I used to play it when I was younger. We used to have a really, really crap PC. Mm-hmm. And you could barely play any video games. And um, Dungeon Keeper was kind of 3D at the time. And I used to be able to play it up until one point and it would crash at the same point every time. <laughs> right. But because I liked playing it so much, mm. I got to that point. Must be, that was how I really? played it. You just kept, I just kept playing the beginning point. bit. Until oh so I got to the bit where I could build a library and attract vampires and they would just crash. I'd be like... I'll do that again then. (laughs) (laughs) What you needed was microtransactions to unlock a better PC. There you go. (laughs) And I think that is the problem, isn't it? Because you've got a game like that, which which was a game which you just played on your PC, and that was that. But now they've released it, and it's a game where... Is it fair to say to get anywhere in the game, you have to use well, I think there are different ways of doing free-to-play. Uh, and I think the problem with Dungeon Keeper is it literally hits you with microtransactions in the first five minutes and encourages you to spend quite a lot of money. Right. Whereas you look at Plants vs. Zombies 2, I played that Which is also a EA. ton. And I haven't spent a single penny on it. But EA so, have had yeah. a lot of success with The Simpsons tapped out. Like, nobody's mm. been outraged by that. And I, I can't speak. I've read a lot of the reviews for Dungeon Keeper. Yeah. And from what I've read, it sounds like the proposition is a bit more lo- like ludicrous than some of the other games out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it also, I think a lot of people would have been happy to pay maybe a fiver for it and yeah. just actually have the full game. Yeah. Mm. I think that's maybe where some of it's stemming from, is people want to play Dungeon Keeper. Its interface is probably ideal for an iPad. Yeah. Just let me play the whole thing if I want. Yeah. See, that I think that's quite an interesting option. It's like you go for a free-to-play model if you don't want to pay the expense, but there are microtransactions along the way, or you buy, you spend, you know, drop however much it is on the full game, and then you don't get any of that stuff with it. Because I think something like XCOM has shown that there is space on iPads for you know a 10 to 15 pound game now. yeah and i think there is like something with depth and quality yeah i think i think I'd rather if, do i, would, I wouldn't a, think a any different of decent it. port i think there's been a mentality change a little bit with ios games such yeah. as the quality of some of them yeah um that you don't mind paying that yeah. bit more yeah absolutely uh, i've got an email from tom who says i was wondering what split screen co-op games if any we have to look forward to on the ps4 in the not too distant future I don't oh. really think of what. Um, I think there's split oh, screen is kind of be a little bit phased out. I know in, there was the a realm ge- of. I think there was a game that Colin saw this week at a Sony event. I can't for the life of me remember. I'll find out for next week. But it was um, it was kind of it wasn't split screen, but everyone could play on the same screen. Yeah, um, I'll find that for next week. But it's kind of few, few and far between, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's all geared towards like online and you know the full screen experience. Yeah, where I get to see these days, one of you on your PS4 and one of you on your Vita. Yeah, yeah. Is that going to happen? I guess they're embracing the Vita a lot more than ever the, before. Well, there, are, there obviously there are some games on for PS3 mm. and Vita that you can both play online. Like one of the wipeouts, I can't remember which one. Oh, it's you called. can also um, All Stars the battle, yeah, battle royale, and like so you can play both there. But it's still, you know, having played remote play, it's a good option for a second screen. You still can't beat playing on a DualShock, sure, especially a DualShock Four. That is an advantage. He also says, uh, have you all witnessed the next stage of Shia LaBeouf's breakdown? Do you think he's, that's a little bit like Evolve? But have you seen... He's uh, done uh, stage one. He obviously was weak this, and now he's level This week it's all about the paper bag over the head uh, yeah. with I am not... Really underscoring the indisputable fact that he is a twat. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but now it is, an, it is an art installation now. Yeah, he he's did, actually yeah. in yeah. an art gallery where, wearing is this he, bloody Is thing. he trying to do like the Joaquin Phoenix thing now? Which was, it's almost like a double bluff. Oh, I don't know. 
I don't think I he's don't... smart enough to do a double bluff. I think he's just he's got to stop digging because that's yeah. all he's doing. He's just digging I further. Say and being. further. Just just disappear for a year, let it go, and then come back. Or and, don't, and be don't normal. bother coming back. Yeah. Just be he's, normal. You know, why bother coming back? He's not a very good actor. But that's he's not the, very that's good the thing about Whacking Phoenix. He was good. Yeah. So you don't. Oh, mind no, but him. he has yeah. come back though. Yeah. yeah. But that Whacking Phoenix thing was all for a for the a film. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think this is very good. Have you, seen, have you seen The Master? No. He is incredible in The Master. Have you seen it? Not yet, no. Have you seen The Master? No. I thought you'd be all over I should be all over it, but. You know. I think his, everyone talks about at the time how great the performance of the late um, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in The Master, but I think Wacken Phoenix is something else in that film. And of course, his new film was out this week as well Her. Yeah, Her. 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 Which is about falling in love with Siri. Is it? Yeah. It's all about a man who falls in love with his with his uh, with the voice on his phone. Right. Well, they don't call it Siri, of course. I was going to say okay. Siri doesn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help who you fall in love with, Alex. I'm sorry, I do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> Some other good movies out this week because apparently her is brilliant. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've not seen it. No, uh, Lego um, movie. You've but seen I have seen the Lego loved? movie. I think the Lego movie is something a bit special. And I saw a screening a few weeks ago, and I did the review um, for the site. And you come out of a film sometimes and you're like, I was really good, but do I like it? You know, you have to trust in your well, own you opinion. Don't expect, but you I didn't expect, expect it to be, be that, right, I didn't expect not, it to be that good. Yeah. And then all the reviews have come out and it's got 99% fresh rating on it's Rotten like, Tomatoes. Accord, it's like universally like acclaimed. movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which I'm really happy about because, yeah. you know, you could be really cynical about it, but it's, it's from the guys who made um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And it's really funny, it's bonkers, and it's also very, very sweet as well, which wasn't expected. It's like Toy yeah. Story gets to you. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Cuban Fury. Cuban Fury, I think Tilly's seen Cuban Fury, isn't he? Yeah, Is you- it not Cuban Furry? I thought it was about, like, hairy Latinas. <laughs> that's a magazine you used to There is a film called that. <laughs> Go see that on Valentine's Day. Um, I, he saw it, I, I think it falls flat. I think the room, from reading his review, the romance between Nick Frost and Rashida Jones doesn't really work because there's no chemistry. And interestingly, even though I think this doesn't spoil the film for anyone, they get together, it's a romantic comedy. Um, they don't kiss in the movie. Mm. And Chris thinks it's probably because they, they think it just wouldn't really look right. Right. Which is a bit, a bit so, crap so, for Nick Frost. So they get together, but there's no actually... like union. Right. There you go. Junior. No money shop. No. Ooh. Speaking of Cuban fairies. Loads of uh, famous people in the monument, men. But um, apparently not very good. Oh, well. Is it, it, do you see that in the Metro? Um, on the um, Evening Standard, um, Boris having a go at George Clooney, because George Clooney was saying, oh, we should return the Elgin marbles. Right. And um, Boris just went completely off on Clooney. He goes, who does this Clooney think he is wanting to adhere to a Hitlerian agenda? Because that's what Hitler wanted to do. He wanted to return them to Athens. So Clooney's no better than Hitler. Well, that's a leap of logic, isn't it? (laughs) Boris has told you. Wow. I may be paraphrasing somewhat. And the big film for Alex and I out this week, (laughs) Tinkerbell and the Pirate Fairy, which I think we both gave two big thumbs up to. I was going to say, out of all those movies, it's the only one I've seen. (laughs) Uh, This is what happens when you have children. Yeah. I quite liked it. (laughs) I I, I quite disliked it. I know you did. There you go. Um, I hate your child so much. (laughs) Um, But on the games front, Stuart. Lots of games coming out. Yeah. Titanfall Beta, we have mentioned already. If you haven't signed up for it, it's good if you're lonely this Valentine's Day. Like, 
everyone's got you covered. This is yeah. definitely targeted release day. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. let's release that Lego movie and Left Behind DLC for Last, Last of Us, Us yeah. which I haven't played. I might try and get it, play it this afternoon. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've known someone who has played it and they say it's very special again. And they had several moments where they welled up on one moment in which they cried in two hours. Wow. Who's that? Martin. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he does cry a lot, though. He does. Bless. Uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Luke Kamali returns. <laughs> That's also that. That's also that um, this week. Unfortunately, we are not experts on Final Fantasy in this room. No. But uh, it's. I think we gave it a seven on IGN, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. And finally, the Lego Movie video game, which we haven't played, which is never really a good sign. We've no. got a review now up on the site um, that our US colleagues did. And I think it, it's okay. Mm. And I think the problem with it, with it is, like, the Lego games are so good. They're usually really high quality because they're allowed to kind of play and experiment around a license. Yeah. Whereas this, they've had to adhere to the beats of the movie. The movie's probably been, been in production for a long time, not finished until the last couple of months. So trying to build a game around the thing that isn't yet finished. So it's not maybe as it's interesting as... that are in the movie. So is it I think still it's got, got Lego Batman. I think it's got Lego Batman and stuff, right. but I just don't think it has the depth or... <sighs> it's going to suffer by comparison. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right. There you go. But, but as you say, you know, all the other Lego games have got an identity, whereas this is probably a mishmash. Yeah, and they've just had... To, they probably yeah. didn't know what they were basing on it a lot yeah. of the time. Just. Yeah. So, movies and games out this week. Let us know what you think about any of the titles that are coming out, any of the titles that are going to be released way in the future. Your feedback, always welcome. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Or uh, Facebook and Twitter slash IGN UK. Yeah, you can do that. Do, can that, do that if you want. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. We've yeah. got... Tons to do today, so we're going to shoot off and get stuff done, and we'll see you for the next podcast next week. Bye! Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.